Welcome to another podcast with Grow Retire Ready Clients. It's a privilege to have Richard Nevins here today out of DeSoto, Texas in the suburbs of Dallas. Welcome, Richard. Great to have you. I'm honored, Ed. Thank you. It's, it's an honor to have you. So uh, before we get started too far into it, t- tell everybody a little bit about yourself and your business. Well, I am a financial advisor. I've been around for more than 14 years. We have two parts of the business, one that caters towards the Medicare side and the other one that helps people understand the path towards retirement income. I was established in 2008 and uh, I've enjoyed every portion of this. Well, that's pretty cool. If you've enjoyed every portion and there's been a few and joining in 2008 wasn't a simple year to join financial services. No, it was not. It was a rough year. It was rough on all of us in the market. So, and then you've you've made it through a few bumps over the years. Tell me a little bit about what market you focus on inside of the financial services world. Well, we're focusing right now with the teacher's market, the TRS, anyone participating of that market. Also, people moving into retirement that don't know what to expect. They think that it looks like the same when they were accumulating, when they were making that money, when they were producing, uh, they think it looks the same way when they're retired and they're taking on their distribution. So we help them transition and also the younger generation, give them a snapshot of their decisions, what it would look like in the future, how it would affect them. So before we get too far into it, I don't want to leave that thought there because you bring up an interesting point. How are you communicating to somebody that's close to retirement? that it's different on the distribution side than it was on the accumulation side. What are a couple of key points you bring to that conversation? Well, one of the first things I do is ask questions. When do you want to retire? And and based on those years, five, 10 next year, I start asking these questions because there's a lot of rules and regulations that are triggered by a person's age, by a person's income status. And, And many people don't know this. They don't know that Social Security can be taxed at a certain rate. They don't know that you can't take distributions until a certain age. So when we start talking about these things, many things come out, things that they didn't think about because their mind is still in that accumulation phase and just making that money. And they don't understand that they need to plan for retirement and distribution. So I ask a lot of questions. What does your retirement look like? What do you want it to look like? What do you want to do? Many people are just transitioning not into your regular retirement where they don't do anything. They're much more active. They want to travel. They want to open small businesses. So all this comes into play when we start having this conversation. So going back to kind of the original line of questioning, why did you choose financial advising? You know, 2008 was a really tough time and many people were not prepared. They, They really weren't. And I approached this not from the perspective of money, but from the perspective of the human experience. What are they going through? What are the things that's going to affect them? And being part of that journey to me was really important and just listening to them. And that's what attracted me to it. Sometimes this can be a path of a lot of friction because there's so many regulations, there's so much taxation, you just don't know where to put things. There's so many financial mechanisms and to be part of the solution, it's just an honor to be invited into people's lives, an honor to be part of that transition. I just wanted to help them fill in the pieces of that puzzle that's their life. That's why it's so important to understand them on at the human level 
Where do you want to go? What's hurting? What do you want to do? What obstacles do you find in engaging individuals and in your business in the world that you work in? Well, number one, unfortunately, the powers that be, it doesn't make it easy for the layman, for, for John Sixpack to understand how this works, how to leverage that dollar, right? And the obstacle is to take complex situations and just simplifying it in such a way that people understand it. And I ask them the question, where are you, where you wanna go? Here's a key, put it in the car, turn it on, let's go. I don't need to break down the mechanics, the internal combustion part of the engine, just help simplifying the process. I want to simplify the process for my clients. That's the challenge, simplifying it, finding the tools to simplify it. If anybody's read the code, the TAS code, I mean, it's a great piece for falling asleep. People won't understand it. They'll start reading it and they're gonna doze off. That's my job. My job is to understand the complexities, see where you wanna go and just make it easy. Make it as frictionless as possible. A lot of advisors like to get into the weeds. They like to make mini advisors. What would you tell them your approach is different. What, what would you what would you tell them if you were talking with them about well, why not to do that? Because your client is already in the weeds. Why would you take them deeper? That's why they're asking the questions because they don't understand. Your function is to transition them from not knowing to knowing. It's not about us. It's about them. We take a back seat to them. And we want to understand them and, and have our situation apply to them. When you go to a doctor's office, the doctor doesn't tell you everything he learned. He doesn't dump on you his years of practice. He asks you, where does it hurt? What are the symptoms? And then he prescribes. He doesn't break down the chemistry of the medication. He just prescribes. That's our function. I like your analogy. That's that's pretty good. So you're working in the 403B marketplace. Are there some specific issues that are difficult for clients in that world? Yes. They have no control over their 403B. So they 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 dump their finances in there. They can't control the contributions. They're limited in many areas and it, it limits them on on many things that they can do and most of the times, as you said before, they're in the weeds. They're going there because everybody's going there. They're in this line. Everybody's in that line. Let me go there because they don't know any better. That's it's the educational process. It's so funny that the educators lack the education in that in that field, in that process. When you think of a 403B client, a lot of them are in the public sector world. Correct. And they're in, in the state of Texas, a lot of Texas TRS. How many of those teachers understand the benefits of their state pension plan? Very few, very few. For example, I had a conversation with, with, with a teacher and she had worked previously somewhere else contributing to her social security. She didn't know that her pension was going to affect her social security and that her social security was going to be reduced. It's called the windfall elimination provision. She didn't know about that. She didn't know that she was limited in certain things within the 403B. So for the most part, you have highly intelligent people that know very little about their financial future. 
the whole purpose for creating a defined benefit plan was to simplify the life of the retiree for the person planning for retirement. And all of a sudden it's become a lot more complex because like you mentioned, one aspect is a windfall elimination provision. So it's a lot more complex and people gloss over and they don't know the details that can substantially hurt them. And we've got this world of teachers who are doing a great job for our kids, but they don't even understand what, what their retirement looks like. So Absolutely. And they don't even know the gaps that they're going to have, how it doesn't keep up with inflation. I mean, this year, Ed, what does inflation look like? Not I went to fill, yeah, I went to fill up my truck, an F-150. I used to fill it before with 55 bucks, $98, thank you very much. That's inflation. So work in the 403B world, tell me a, a success story that you have in keeping it simple and focusing on their needs. What success story do you have that you really kind of well, modeled um, your, your methods? I had a, a teacher that was contributing X amount of dollars in it. And when we used the software and the growth, she saw that that X amount of dollars was not going to get her where she needed to be. Once we used that graph and we showed her what was going to happen, she immediately, her eyes were open because it's not the same thing to think, you know, than to see it visually and make it tangible so they can understand it. And we immediately started reallocating. And five years later, she saw the shift because we've been seeing shifts in the market and where we allocated it and where we put it. Number one, there was a huge bonus for that person. And that person did not lose a dime where we put it. So it created safety and balanced out their portfolio. To me, that was a huge success. And she was thankful because everyone around her was, was being affected by certain things. And she wasn't. She was at peace. And that's what this is about. Peace. You talk about the retirement years grid that you use to show them and showing them their income Correct. potential shortfall. Correct. When you show that to various clients, what's the general impact? Is it too simple? Do they want more detail or is that an engaging point? What's their response? It, it really blows their mind because in their minds, they see it one way and we present it another. And when they see it on the screen and they start asking those questions, it makes it real. It really does. And they enjoy and appreciate making it simple. They don't need complicated. They're already in complicated. For them, simple is refreshing. That's a great quote. Simple is refreshing. Uh, our focus, our goal is to help engage individuals. And I really appreciate the value you're bringing to your, your clients, helping them understand. How do you define success with your clients? Again, I take it to the human experience because success to me can mean one thing. Success to them can mean another. So to them, one of the main points is having a stable economy, something they know that they can count on. That's one of the major components, something they know that they can see it coming in continually in regards to their income that provides stability. That's the first thing. And that they can use that to be able to finance what success or retirement looks like to them. What are some of the keys in growing your business? We, we're re referred a lot to different, to different people. But one of the keys to growing is that when you sit down with a client, do not come in with a preconceived idea of what they need. Go in there with, with a spirit of listening. Trying to put yourselves in their shoes. Take a minute, walk a mile in their shoes. 
don't go in thinking that you know everything. Just come in with a clean slate and say, what can I do for you? What are your main concerns? And just educating them. You talked about getting referrals. Do you have a key way that you believe I earn referrals for my clients because? And what, how would you feel to finish that statement? I ask them, do you believe that this information has brought value to you? And if they answer yes, whom do you think would benefit from this? And they just open up. So if you serve them, they're going to want to share it with someone else. And that's when the referrals start flowing. You know what? I have this person. Give them a buzz. I'm going to tell them who you are, what you've done for me. So they'll be expecting your call. So it's a, it's a warm transfer. And, and that grows the business because you serve them and they want to share that experience with someone else. In a very competitive world, how do you differentiate yourself with other advisors that are knocking on teacher's doors? I notice that many advisors lead with product. Many advisors, they'll lead with, with sales. I don't lead with that. I, I want to know who you are as a person, not only what you do, what's important to you as a person. And once we can figure that out, everything else falls into place. So, so again, I take the approach of a physician. I, I want to know about you, what's going on. What triggered this? What brought you in? And once you can see what's creating that worry in their minds, we take it from there. Richard, it's been a delight to talk to you. Your focus on helping your clients where they're at is uh, impressive, amazing, consistent through everything you've said, asking them questions, walking in their, their shoes, listening. And I really appreciate what you're doing for your clients and the value you bring to the table and the success that you're having. I wish you the very best. I really appreciate you taking this time to talk with me today. And for all those advisors listening today, I, I hope you gain something from what Richard's doing. And I appreciate it. We wish you the best in today's marketplace. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ed.